Hello, you beautiful soul. My name is Heaven. I am a Reiki teacher, a spiritual coach, a light worker, and a truth seeker. A large part of my role is to bring awareness to all things spiritual, personal development, and the truths of this world. I am so happy to have you here. Hello, everyone. Ooh, I'm so excited for today's guest and today's episode. I already know it is going to be so good, so juicy, so in alignment with me, everything that I teach, everything that I preach, and all of the things that I talk about on Instagram. Like, I'm just so pumped for this. I always think it's so fun when the first time I really meet someone is through recording a podcast with them. I think there's just this there's just this authenticity with it and you are going to feel it so deeply with today's guest. She is so in alignment with what this community really stands for, what a light worker really looks like to me and her energy is just so divine. I absolutely adore her. If you were feeling kind of low before this, I already know she is going to be here to uplift you in so many different ways. She's just, I I love her. I love her already. I can't wait to actually meet her and start chatting because I already know the wisdom that she's going to share is just going to help so many people. You know those people that you meet online and you have no idea where they really even, like where you even met them. This is one of those connections. And ever since then, I am so into everything that she posts. I watch her stories every single day. I just feel such a calling and a pulling with her. So I'm really excited to have her on here. Like when she said yes, I was just over the freaking moon. (laughs) So with all of that being said, I'm going to leave it up to her to introduce herself to you. I'm so excited. So let's do this thing. We have Court with us now through Zoom and I'm so excited for this. I already know, like I can feel the energy, like the second she got on, I'm like aligned. This is perfect. It's going to be such a good time, such a good episode. So Court, if you want to introduce yourself, what you do, all of that good stuff, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. It's nice to be on the like opposite side of this. I feel like sometimes we're so, you would know this, like we're so like in the do we're building Mm -hmm. our businesses. We're doing these things. So it's nice sometimes to like be on the opposite. So thank you. Yes. Um, uh, I totally get what you're saying too. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. It's like, Oh, the tables have turned. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my name is Court. I have a lot of different things that I do. Um, I have a business called Bravely Beautiful Brand where I am an astrologer. And I also like underneath all of that, I kind of, my mission or goal, I guess, or intention is to really like help people just be themselves, like mm. under everything, under all the conditioning, like relearning, unlearning, and just like being who you are. And that's why I love astrology so much. Um, so yeah, I also kind of talk a lot about mental health and all of these things. And, um, I'm also kind of building another business, which is more so my own personal brand. Um, Yeah. And that's more of the, I am court burn side of things. So, uh, I do have a YouTube channel and also a podcast, but, um, that's kind of where I'm just like, totally me and I just want to inspire people to like raw uncut just be yourself you know so it all kind of comes together but there's a lot of different things oh my god how do you have the time in the day (laughs) dang because I'm like podcast okay YouTube okay two like moving pieces of businesses okay like dang I love it Yeah, it's a lot. I'm also a manifesting generator for people who know what human design is. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm like always learning how do I, how do I take things in seasons and like not do everything all at once? Mm -hmm. Um, And also just sort of be like, hey, universe, like show me which way you want me to go with this because I don't know. I totally feel that. And it's funny because as a projector, I see all of the ideas and I'm like, I need to do them. But 
that's just not realistic at <laughs> all whatsoever. And that's why when I see other people doing it, I'm like, but they can do it. They can. Mm. And I mean, I've watched some of your YouTube videos and I love the vlog style. Like to me, that just lights me up seeing like a more spiritual being do that. I think it's just so cool. So fascinating to see. And you're so yourself in it. You can tell. Thanks girl. Yeah. I like really love that that can come across. And also it's like, it, it's so different from what the society or world wants you to do. Right. Like, especially like when it comes to podcasting or content Mm -hmm. creation, which I love so much, we can get stuck in these like spaces that are like, Hey, you've got to do it this way, this way, this way. And and I'm like, no, like I want to go that way. So I'm glad that came across in my, in my YouTube videos. (laughs) Yes. And it's funny because I had just made a post about, Actually, it came on from a coaching client. She asked me, she's like, how do you keep up with like the definition of spirituality? And like, how do you keep up with it? Like you look so spiritual day, day by day. Like it just looks a certain way. And I'm like, oh girl, no, definitely not. (laughs) Spirituality is broad. It's not meant to be like, I wake up, I meditate for two hours. I like rise with the sun. I eat only fruits and vegetables. I don't drink alcohol. You know, it doesn't have to look a certain way. Mm. So I'm like, oh no, I still like go out and I like to dance. I like to go clubbing here and there. Like definitely not as much as I used to. Also, I wasn't allowed to, but like, it's definitely not a definition that needs to be anything. And I just love seeing how you do Mm. that so organically. Like you Mm. do it so well. Thank you. I think that is definitely my question nature. But, um, I did see that post that you made. I was like, that's such a good point because you're allowed to go and do things that you enjoy. Like what's the intention behind it. And I mean, I'm sure we can go into this a bit more, but like when you're a spiritual person or you're on this path, like, yeah, you're allowed to go and have some drinks with your friends. Like that's okay. If your intention is like, Ooh, I'm actually going to celebrate the fact that I can come and do this right now. And like, be with people. And like, that's important. You're still a human, right? Yeah, Exactly. We all have our human experiences down here. I mean, as long as you're not hurting anyone. And if you love the sober life, do the sober life. Like that's all part of it. It's all so fun. And it's just crazy to see this like pressure that gets put on people when they're not living authentically, which is why I feel like your business is so perfect for what we're experiencing now more than ever, especially. (laughs) Yeah, there's, um, it's so funny. I keep, I always come back to this. So basically I created bravely beautiful brand. It was a blog at first mm. and I started in 2018 and I had no intentions of ever starting a business. Nope, not at all. And it was not in my path. I started listening to like podcasts that were business related. Mm. And I was like, this is interesting. Like, why is this my gravitation? Right. But it's so fascinating to me because through the last couple of years, I always come back to bravely beautiful. Like if I was living in alignment with being bravely beautiful, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. And that's like an anchor and it's a really strong why for me. And I mean, I've had friends and people in my life be like, bravely beautiful. Like just that little reminder of like, what what you going to do here? And it's, it's such a like, yeah, I authenticity is a big value for me. So it is part of that, right? It's like, okay, well, if I want to preach being bravely beautiful to the world, like I might as well show up as being bravely beautiful myself, you know? So yeah. It's like literally putting your why into the name of your brand. It's like, why do I want to show up because of this? I'm going to do this and you do it so freaking well. Like I don't even know how I found you. I know it's through socials at some point you're all over my TikTok. So like (laughs) I had to follow you from TikTok and I just like, yep, we align so well. Yeah. Okay. I actually know this. So I actually followed you on TikTok because <gasps> this is perfect for what we're chatting about because yeah. I was feeling super alone in mm-hmm. everything that's been going on, my own values, opinions, and beliefs. And then I just saw one of your TikToks and I was like, yes, okay. <laughs> and you're in Canada. And that's like, that has been one of the biggest blessings is mm-hmm. like meeting, seeing people who are brave to share their voice and their content of like how they've been feeling. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, that person. I, okay. We can like vibe now. Yeah. Um, so 
that is how I found you. <laughs> I had no idea. I thought it was, I knew it was like through TikTok because I saw you all over it, but that makes so much sense. And like the world of TikTok mm. is the world for sure. It's a world, especially with like everything going on right now. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> it took a lot of bravery to get on there but I feel like it was because of the same reason like you get so you get to a point in your isolation where you just know you can't choose it anymore and you need something else so then it's like okay I'm seeing other people slowly starting to do this I'm just gonna say fuck it let's do it Mm -hmm. and I mean people don't hold back on TikTok with their comments their ruthlessness I was gonna ask you have you gotten like much hate on TikTok oh Okay. So I made a TikTok back in September and it was when they first introduced the vaccination passports. And it was basically everyone who went to the protest saying, no, we're all going to go and we're going to eat downtown Calgary where all the restaurants are on the ground. We're going to have a big picnic. So I recorded it and I like uploaded it and it was to the song. Yeah. Fuck. No, I go where I want to. Yeah. And it got like, I think it's close to 300,000 views. And I got chewed alive. Like I got chewed right up. I had a lot of, I had many incredible comments, but I also had like many horrible comments and I cried. I wasn't expecting it. I cried for seven hours straight. I was on the phone with my mom. I'm like, if I ever had a dream of being TikTok famous, I'm not there for it. I can't do this. And I feel like it was just, a lot. It was so sad to see so many people carry so much anger and hate and then direct it at me. And I thought I could be ready for something like that. Nope. So glad I haven't blown up like that since because it's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is like really fascinating. The fact that like you didn't have the intention even to be like, oh, I want to like blow up on TikTok. I'm going to like show what's going on and how beautiful this is. And this unity of these people coming together, I'm going to show this. Um, and, and then that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a world over there. It is. I have, I want to get into it now because we're like already bringing it up. Let's get into it because Cora and I have such similar views on everything. She's in BC. So she's still kind of really going through it. Like you, can you go to restaurants or anything there? No. Oh, can you go to the gym? No, I haven't been to the gym since October. And the gym is like my literal, like, I don't think a lot of people understand the amazing benefits of the gym because Mm -hmm. you don't know if you're not going all the time or if it's not part of your regular routine. And also as someone who's experienced a lot of mental health, that is like therapy to me. Mm -hmm. So I knew that that was something that I was going to have to put on pause or give up for a time being. And I had the sort of in my head of like, well, this isn't going to be forever. And I, and I felt that in my Mm -hmm. gut. And I was like, I know this is what I have to do in the interim, right? Like this is, this is just part of it. This is something that's going to be same with restaurants, all the things like we all knew it was going to be a hard choice, but I kind of believe you know, the easy choice is never the right choice in my personal view of the world with Mm -hmm. everything. So I decided to make that decision, but God, I miss the gym. (laughs) Like I just miss it so much. It's coming. I can feel like we are getting to the very, we're getting to the very end of it. Like it's, it's happening. You know, we've been, consciousness has been just insane lately. Like I, you know, you said you couldn't, couldn't sleep last night. I also have been feeling that where it's just the buzzing is loud right now. It's so loud and that's for the best reasons. And I mean, honestly, there's other things going on in the world where they might just drop this now. They're like, Oh, let's move on to bigger, like more insane things now. Like let's drop all of it. And it's just crazy to even think that way, but I know we're nearing the end. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it because hopefully I hope it's not (laughs) just the beginning again, but (laughs) no, I, I 100% agree with you as well. And it's interesting because on an astrological, like point of view, Mm -hmm. essentially what is going, like what's happening is that we're going to move into a place where Jupiter is going to be in the sign of Aries. Mm -hmm. And that alone is sort of a different type of energy than what we've been experiencing 
So I see it from an astrological level. And then as well, like, obviously we're both intuitive, like you can feel it when things mm-hmm. start to crumble yep. or become, I'm going to use the term, what, um, a power, a power struggle. Yes. And it's like, this is what happens when there's like gridlock, right? Like wh- who, wh- what are we doing now? Yeah. And often like I see this as like humans, like we don't, we don't make changes uh, willingly a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have to get to that point, but I agree with you. I do. I do believe that it's also, we're on the other side. Yes. When does Jupiter move into Aries? When does this happen? So Jupiter's going to move into Aries in May to October for a very short period of time. And then 2023, it's going to come back and, uh, yeah, go into and stay there. So it's like at the, so basically what I'm trying to say is May to October, there's like a peak with Jupiter and Aries, and then it'll go back to Pisces and then it'll go back to Aries in 2023. So we think of Jupiter as travel expansion beliefs and growth and Aries is like, boom, let's go fast, Mm -hmm. get out, go woo. So it'll be different. Oh, so that means, are you saying that with the energies I can get on a plane soon? Hopefully. Honestly, someone said, uh, s- said to me today in a DM. So what are you thinking in terms of like travel? I would love to know your thoughts on this, but I have this like weird feeling that there's going to be an opportune time that's going to open things mm-hmm. and it's going to shift a bunch of people around. Yeah. Um, And then I don't know if there'll be like a slight closure, but then it'll open again. I don't know. What do you think? It's so strange that you say that because I haven't even verbalized this with anyone. Um, I had that feeling. Yes. That it's going to be so brief that it's like, if you want to get the fuck out, you go now. Like you don't have time. You've had the time this whole time to figure out what you want to do and you get out or you come in or you go where you need to go. And then it closes down again. I've had that so deep. And I'm curious to see like listening back, you know, future heaven and court listening back in the like next year. But I feel like, where are we going to (laughs) be? Who knows? Like, I know so bad that I we're here for a reason in this exact spot for a reason, but there's this pulling that my, and because I'm a projector and I have a very strong spleen energy with my human design, that it's like, my spleen is screaming at me saying it's time to go. It's time to go. And I'm like, I can't go though. I can't leave. So I feel like when Mm -hmm. that moment comes, like, thank Mm -hmm. God, Josh, my partner's on board to just do whatever (laughs) we're going to leave because if it's like this right now, I can't even imagine in the future what that looks like. I don't know. I know. And I think that's like such a good point too, is there is so much to that's unknown, like Mm -hmm. with everything that we've experienced in the last couple of years, there is so much unknown and being able to like tune into those feelings of like, okay, I know that my soul is saying like this, this, this. So it's like, okay, you're going to be ready to make those changes when that opportunity comes. And that's like really potent and powerful. And I think a lot of people should remember that because I shouldn't say should. I hope a lot of people remember that. Try not to should people. <laughs> <laughs> We've been shoulded for the past two years. Everyone's yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, tired of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I feel that so deeply that like, then there's the other side of it too, where we're in this collectively as, you know, Gaia, as mother earth, like all of the beings on this planet are going through the same thing. So say I get up and move to Mexico it's still going to be the same. Like it's still there. It's still present in this planet. And it's just like, do I leave that? (laughs) Like that Mm -hmm. constant battle going on of like, do I leave? Do I stay? What do I do? And like, most Mm -hmm. people have no idea. I've had so many people reach out and say, how do I leave? How do I actually leave? Like that's how many people are ready for it. And I'm like, we've got to do this. You're here for a reason right now in this geological location. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, what's interesting is I've, I, I don't know. Do you, have you ever surfed? No. Okay. So for people who are listening, who have gone surfing, you'll know this analogy, but I love surfing so much. I'm not great at it, but I do really like it. And there's like a moment in time where you're getting ready to like catch the wave and you have to really feel intuitively when the wave comes underneath your board to be able to pop up. Mm. And that 
feeling I feel like is like super what we're going into. Like if you, the more you can like listen to your intuition and actually feel what your body is saying to you and like trust yourself and trust that that moment is going to come, you're not going to miss it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's going to be a moment in time where that wave comes up underneath your surfboard and it's going to say, okay, it's go time. Green light. Yeah. Yep. So I've been feeling that for a while. So we'll see again what happens, but oh, I love that analogy so much. That's such a good, I'm going to bring it up to my partner. He's Australian, even though he does, he's not great at surfing. <laughs> you probably <laughs> he hear me. Know. Yeah. He might know the feeling. Yeah. 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 He could probably <laughs> yeah. hear me right now. And is like, oh, <laughs> Surfed up. Yeah. Yeah. With all that being said, kind of like thinking back to the past two years, what do you feel like for you was the biggest blessing? Like, did you have your awakening before the past two years or was it during? Mm. Yeah, definitely before, like way before. I mm. actually have thought this to myself. I'm like, what? Where? Who? How would I have? <laughs> how would I have been? I don't know. Like, it was. Yeah. So definitely like my first in quotes, like spiritual awakening was beforehand, um, years prior, but during the pandemic, um, or the past two years, I would say like the biggest blessing actually was being sent home from work literally. Um, because I was working in the school board as an education assistant and Mm -hmm. I was like, not loving my life. And I was on this hamster wheel and just, it was not good. And I was like, I just need a break. Like, I remember being like in December being like, I just need a freaking break. Like I'm tired. I want to wake up at 6 30 AM, not 5 AM and like go hustle. Like yeah, I was done. And then literally I was like, did I, did I manifest <laughs> the pandemic has hit? Yeah. <laughs> I think of a lot of us were so, we're so burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like Anyway, so that was a huge blessing. Um, and then, so I, I actually did, they tried to get rid of some people and I was like, no, like I am, you know, I'm going to keep this, um, here because I got to do teaching online and that was the first time I'd ever worked from home, ever had an experience of doing online work. And I was like, wow, I actually love this. Whereas a lot of people didn't. Right. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of us who did. And I just, it just like opened my eyes to this world of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was that. And I think that was probably the biggest blessing. Um, and then from there, I, I got to work on my own business more. I got to learn more about social media, like all this stuff. So yeah, it was super helpful. I love that. So you didn't have, did you have a business at all before the pandemic? Um, I had my blog still and it was like slowly kind of transitioning, but, um, I, I started fully like in 2020. Oh, I love this. This is one thing with like, especially spiritual work that I've noticed. Everyone had that piece of them because it's never left you. It's always been there, but the pandemic forced you to shut everything else out, listen and hear it for the first time, maybe in this lifetime, like actually hear what you want to do and how you can actually help this planet in a new way. And it's just so powerful to me. It's, it is such a blessing. Like that part of the pandemic, you can't even say that that didn't help us evolve because oh, it did. Totally. Like, yeah. even if you look now at like the great recession, right. Of like people who don't want to do the work that's been like traditionally, you know, put in place. And there's a reason for that. Like, mm-hmm. I know you talk a lot about this, but like when you're, when you raise your vibration or your frequency and you're, um, ascending or moving into like more of a 5d place, like that old stuff that you used to do for work, that that's going to feel different. Like you're not going to be aligned with it because you're changing and growing. So anyway, that's my two cents on that. (laughs) It's so true. And it's funny because it's not even if you're working for other people, because I worked for myself, I've worked for myself since 2018 and the pandemic hit. And as I evolved into my more spiritual being, I did not resonate at all anymore with it. And I, you know, shut it down. When I got out here, I was kind of like, you know, while I get my business up with Reiki, with this spiritual Mm -hmm. coaching, I kind of want a side thing. I want something on the side. And I applied for aesthetics jobs and they would turn the other way. I was then overqualified for these jobs because, you know, I 
ran a whole spa successfully. And now they're like, nope, but it might just be what you said. Like it just didn't, you know, the vibration was totally different. Yeah. That's super interesting actually that you said that because there was a few times there where I was also applying for jobs. Cause I, I, I think we can all probably resonate with the fact that it was, it, it's been scary, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the rug underneath of us or what we feel as safety has been kind of shown us that that maybe be is an illusion or isn't actually there. <laughs> yeah. It was like too, I'm like, I need to apply for like a bunch of jobs and I would apply for retail ones, which clearly again, like overqualified for mm-hmm. and none of them stuck. They were like, Nope, like this isn't. And it's just like, okay, universe. <laughs> yeah. So loud. It's been so loud with that. And it's so true with when I look, especially what we've been able to see in the past two years, what people will do if their safety is jeopardized and that illusion of safety and what you see different people doing with that information. And it's so interesting to me because safety doesn't come externally. It's all an internal feeling because you can be gifted, you know, 30 grand tomorrow say, and it just shows up in your bank account and you're still going to be at the same place. You're not going to be like, Oh my gosh, I feel so safe now. If you never felt safe in the first place, it's something that you create within and what we do with our bodies to keep that illusion going of safety when it was never even the thing in the first place to keep us safe at all. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, this is, this is it. Like, this is the thing that I think when you like, on one hand, I'm very compassionate and em- 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 and empathetic to those who have, you know, gone through a lot and yes. you know, things have been taken away and there's been loss, there's been death, there's been a lot of things. And that 100% would cause our nervous systems to go into a fret and also be consumed by fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's interesting because if you actually look and like go through, well, the fear, like, why are we like, why are we scared of this? Because, you know, like I just said, I'm very compassionate and and empathic and I, I lost my grandma as well. So I get it. But at the end of the day, like we're not getting out of earth alive. Mm -mm. So where can we find the balance of, oh yeah, I actually only have this one life and I want to go live it. And I want to live it in the way that works for me and, and who I am versus, well, I got to do all of this stuff that everyone else is telling me to do that I don't agree with because I need to be safe in this one life that I have. Absolutely. And it's hard because we are human with like our nervous system, these instincts that, you know, we very much have been in survival energy. The past two years is about surviving. It's not about living or thriving. It's just, how can I make it through this day? How can I wake up and survive this? But then when you think of us being human again, on the other side, in a more spiritual way, it's like, as you mentioned, we don't leave alive. Everyone goes through that death phase of their existence on earth. And it's so important when you start this journey, it kind of brings you into that like shadow work side where you start exploring the fear of death and why you even have it. And there is nothing to really fear at all when you really look at it, because we go through it every month as women with uteruses, we go through it every year being in Canada with the seasons, like we go through death all of the time. And it's really not that scary when you, you know, Mm -hmm. surrender to it and release that whole fear, which is like a lot of work to do. It's a lot of work to do, but it is the work can be done. Yeah. Ooh, those, you had like so many good points there. The shadow work piece is so important and it's, it's uncomfortable to go through that, but like, yo, shout out to millennials because I've been like talking about this a lot, but like we have Pluto in, um, Scorpio and we are here to bring like a light to the shadows and be Mm -hmm. like, Hey, see this rug, dig all the stuff up that you're not talking about from all the past um, previous lifetimes and our lineages. So it's so important to do that work because it's like, like you said, it's actually not that scary, right? Like often the fears of, and of course we all have fears, but like mm-hmm. the fear is sometimes bigger than like, we make it so much bigger than what it is. We do. We do all like, of the time. Hello. That is the ego. That is our like it's just, it's just, and we all do it. It's part of, we have to learn, but it's just, wow. Like we've done it 
very well over the past two years. Very well. And that's where it's all about alchemizing it from fear into love, even with our own shadow work, like with my coaching clients all the time, we get into it. And I'm like, you need to love this part of you that you hate because it's you and it's here for a reason. It's serving you for a reason. We need to release it. And you can't do that by hating something because you're holding on tighter by doing that. You need to love it and you need to set it free that way. And I see that mirror all of the time with everyone else in the world right now. It's just like this tightness that they're holding onto. And it's scary to let go because then when you let go, you're going into the unknown who knows what the other side looks like since it's been about sides the whole time that's really freaking scary if you haven't done it yet and it's just like once you actually let go you're like oh oh my god every single person needs to go bungee jumping like this is literally have you ever bungee jumped no okay every single person needs to bungee jump and also go like travel this is the things that I feel like is very important okay because you're gonna learn to embrace the unknown. Like when I went bungee jumping, I was terrified. And I, (laughs) I was like on the edge being like, no, mm -mm, you, you stand back there. You wait, I'm going to decide when I'm ready. And the guy was like, okay, I'm counting backwards from 10. And he got to eight and pushed me off. It was the best experience of my life, (laughs) but like, I wouldn't make the leap, you know? Mm -hmm. And we, it's like you said, we like grip and hold on. And it's like, but I would have been so disappointed if I didn't do it because I was so excited. And I was like, this is different. This is something. And I learned from that. Right. Right. Like go bungee jumping people. Okay. I need to, I have such a fear of heights, which is so funny, but it's like, I know, I know, I know because I'm getting through it. I hiked a huge mountain here this summer broke down and I'm doing it the second that the snow is gone. Like I'm going back up there just to show myself like, yes, you're fine, girl. You're good. And even as you were saying, like he counted down to eight and then pushed you. I feel like the universe does that all of the time when you're like waiting for the perfect moment to quit your job, or you're waiting for that perfect moment to tell someone you really love them. And you actually have deep feelings for them. It's never going to happen. So the universe sometimes is just like, yeah. Here's, your, here's the foot. It's like, boom, go. You, you know, yeah. we gave you lots of opportunities. We gave you all this, this insight to do it yourself. And you didn't do it. This actually happened to me today. I, I also do social media work for, for some other clients and I could mm-hmm. feel this one opportunity. I was like, you know, it's kind of been off for a little bit, but like I was not making the choice because it's stability, right? Yeah. Anyway, today she was like, yeah, actually, I'm going to go a different direction with this. So now that's that has been removed. And I'm like, oh, interesting. My mind is like, this is not good. My soul is like, great. Yep. Like, it's just these little reminders of like, oh, yeah, this. We have to let go to let in. And we also have to like, like you said, like the fear can be there, but also we, we can like go towards the things that we want. Like both can exist. Yes. I feel that so much. And I just hope that people who are, you know, maybe opposing to how we think of the world right now will listen to this and know that like, it's not even about a side. It's not about an opinion. It's just about bringing more love in on Mm -hmm. all ends because where there is love, there is nothing else. And that's so freaking important and has been a huge lesson for a lot of people. I think actually, I wanted to ask you too, with, you know, the blessing that this past, you know, two years has brought, what about the more harder times? Because I feel like that needs to be discussed too. Yeah, that is a great point. Um, honestly, it's been really, at first it wasn't that hard to like be away from my family because I was like, Oh, I've, you know, my family's in Ontario. I'm in BC and I've been away for long enough, but it actually does start to get to you for a little bit. You're after a while, you're like, Oh my gosh, like this has been a long time. It's now been two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And through that time, my grandma died. She was in the hospital. Like I didn't get to go to the funeral. I didn't get to see her like any of that. Um, and then at the same time, it's like, let's talk about mental health and the isolation, which again, I am good at being on my own. Does that mean it's healthy to be on my own? all the time? No, it's not for anyone. Um, take away things that make you feel good, such as like going to the gym or, and you know, actually, now that I'm saying this, I think the most challenging part of all of it is those things are hard, but 
the most challenging thing is like being seen as somebody who's like a disgrace to society because of your choice. Mm -hmm. And that, that I think like underneath all of those other things is it, that's really hard because we've been shamed. We've been said mean things like look on your TikTok. Like it's just a constant like battle. And it's like, I don't, I would never be that way to anyone else. And so I think that that's been very challenging is like, oh yeah, you're going to receive a lot of hate for speaking up and doing the things that, you know, is right to you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And even the isolation part, I totally get that because I'm the same way, but there's a huge difference in isolation and solitude, which I think we really found out a lot this year because we love our, you know, solitary space. That feels really nice. Like you get to be with yourself in meditation and that feels really welcoming. But when you're forced into a corner to isolate, like they've really, even that word, I feel it in my body. I'm like, Oh, I don't even like the word anymore. No, It doesn't feel good. And I can relate on that feeling too, of like, just knowing that you making a decision has impacted others so deeply to the point where they express their anger that they've been building up for the past two years. And you're the one who gets, you know, the bad end of it. Like you get the short end of the stick all of the time and it's not great. And that does impact all of us psychologically. Like this has been a whole war Mm -hmm. on our, on our mind. Yeah. Yeah. It really has been. The psychological part is just, yeah, it it's done. It's done a number. Like it really, really has. I was going to ask you, like, what do you, what do you, what was your like most challenging part within all that? I feel like it would have to be similar. Um, a lot of it to me was like, I was getting ready for these changes to come. It kind of forced me in. It was like that universe kicking me off the bungee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of it was, you know, not being able to see family to me, that feels so unfair. I have family in Ontario too, that like, you never know. You unfortunately had to deal with like the loss of someone. And because you'd made a decision with your body, you couldn't go that doesn't make any sense to me. That's unfortunate. Like that's just so hard. And like, yeah, my dad's getting married. I probably won't be able to go to his wedding because of my decisions, like missing out on these things that are not okay to be missing out on is huge. I really noticed the anxiety part of it come in whenever I went to a cafe a few weeks ago and like had extreme anxiety. And I'm like, why am I having this? I know why, like my future self was fully warning, like, you know, my present self and was like, oh, you're going to go in there and everyone around you is going to be talking about how unsafe they feel if there's, you know, anyone who's unvaccinated here and you're sitting here unvaccinated and like, you're the reason that they're feeling unsafe and being in that survival energy. I know what that feels like. And it's like, because they think it's me, that doesn't, that doesn't feel good ever at all. And it's just sad to see it that way. It honestly, like, I mean, I think we've been through this for a while now, but still even hearing you say that I'm like, oh, like it's like a gut punch because like I said, I worked with kids like my, my whole life. I taught them how to be nice on the playground to each other and to not bully one another. And then I look at, oh, it just, I get so passionate about this. Cause I'm like, and then I look around and see adults treating each other like this. Yeah. And it's like, for what reason we have, mm-hmm. you know, yes, there was severities in, in this. I'm not someone who's going to say this isn't real because I yeah. know, I know that it, it was severe. And we now know that there's been changes to the severity in it. Mm-hmm. And the fear is what is causing people to behave in ways that to me is absolutely not okay to our other fellow human beings, which by the way, are just like you and me. Like if they're, everyone is like, we're all, I'm like, I just, it's, it, oh, I get so passionate about it as you know, but it's like, I just want everyone to get along on the (laughs) playground. Okay. Let's go back to kindergarten and figure it out. And that goes for the leaders of the world too. Oh, I feel that so much. That's such a good reference from it because passion goes hand in hand with anger. And I feel like that's where it's getting 
misplaced all of the time right now, even with like, you know, we are seeing people, if you're going to pick a side, those who have been, you know, for the past two years told like, you're disgusting for not choosing this option. Like you shouldn't be allowed to go out. And then they finally have a reaction to that. And it's completely shamed and not okay. But that's where that anger is coming through more and more and more. So anytime, even when I feel this way about our lovely prime minister over in Canada, I have to remember like me placing that anger to him is not winning at all. I'm the one who is experiencing the anger. I need to just like find other ways to release it and just say like, okay, yeah, that guy should probably be in prison, (laughs) but me sending all my anger to him is not going to do anything right now. That's a really good point. I also needed to hear that because I get (laughs) so wrapped up in, 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 and it's so interesting because as like, as a human, I get like, then I get sad when people are like really mean to him because I know that he's a human and has a life and has a family and at the end of the day is doing a job. And it's just, again, I come back to like these systems that we've built are no longer working. And Mm -hmm. I like how you said, like getting angry at this one person is not going to help. And it's like, so then how do we change the system? How do we use that, that anger or that passion to change the system? And honestly, like, I think what we're doing right now and starting our own businesses and doing things in different ways is making that change. And that's why this is crumbling. Like that, that's how I feel. I don't know your thoughts on that, but I wholeheartedly agree. Like as the light workers are getting stronger and remembering why they're here, it's a huge thing. And I also have noticed, I protest often for this cause because I am so passionate about it. And this weekend we experienced like a lot of hate from the sidewalks and like one woman screamed at me and was just like so angry. And I looked her in the eyes and I'm just like, I love you. And I'm like, I love you. That's all I have to say to you. And her response was like shock because I think of course, with the media and how they portray this group of individuals, it's very much towards anger and hate. And like, they're trying to create this separation because we're so angry, but that's like so far from the truth that she just looked me in the eyes and was like, "Ah." and then she just kept walking and she didn't talk to anyone else. And I'm like, I hope that that at least made her stop and go, oh my gosh, like I'm the one over here screaming angry. And that woman just said like, I love you. Okay. Like the inner child was talking to the inner child maybe. And I hope that that helps a little bit because love can really win it all, but we have to actually stop and like, look at it first. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. I like that. You said the little, like the inner child talking (laughs) to the other inner child. It's like, I don't know if anyone's seen that, that picture from burning man, like that art piece. And there's Mm. two kids that are inside, um, of these like older adults who are like back to back from one another. It's an image that I, I think really describes what you just said, but it's like, yeah, we have these little beings inside of us that (laughs) act out sometimes (laughs) and are reactive. And like, I do this all the time, you know, like and, and it's just, that's such a beautiful reminder of like, to be able to talk to that version and yeah, choose love. Like it's hard sometimes, but it's it so really hard. is. They didn't make it easy with an ego. Like they really didn't. And all of these dualistic energies, because we are human, we're supposed to experience anger and sadness and frustration, but it's what we do with that energy, which actually I'm curious because you said that you do struggle with mental health and did even before this. So how have you, because I know so many people listening have struggled. I think everyone has on this planet, but like how, what got you through this with your mental health? Yeah, I was going through a lot in like 2019 was really, really hard for me um, mentally speaking. And it was like, yeah, an epic dark night of the soul. Like Mm -hmm. probably- definitely have been through one or two before, but this one was like very much so. Like if you think about it, I was like not happy in my job. Like I think I could feel something was coming in the world and didn't have words to it. And I would just randomly cry out of nowhere. And it was like, I actually remember being in my car once and just being like bawling, sobbing. And this was in, this would have been 2019 
think it was the fall. Um, so it was like building to 2020. And I remember being like, please just keep everyone I love safe. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could feel like something. And I know a lot of other people who are very intuitive also are picking up on stuff. Um, but so that was really tough. And like my, my go-tos were working out, going to the gym. Um, but now actually through all of this, um, I did Reiki, which was super helpful as you know, Um, literally my Reiki level one was on March 7th. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Our jaws just like dropped. I still am like, can't even believe the timing in that because- it was in person yeah, versus online. And then I like I just, and I wasn't going to do it. And I was like, nope, I signed up like that last minute. And so that was super helpful. I did my Reiki level two during the pandemic, which was also super helpful. Um, and then some of the other things I've kind of been working with in terms of like my mental health is like, I make sure I do a workout every single day, whether that's going for a walk um, you know, yoga or an actual workout, but also now I do cold dips in the ocean. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And those are like really good ways to get, get you in your body because you're, you don't have a choice. (laughs) I'm over here. Like I was just having this conversation with my best friend saying like, I want to do them in like the glacier water here, but I'm also terrified. Oh my God. That would be so much fun to do them in there. You would maybe wait. Like I would maybe wait till like April, May, like May. Yeah. <laughs> They're cold in the summer. So I know now it's going to be just like, it's more, how do you do it? And then you have to get back home. So you're freezing your whole way home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I ha- You have like, you get kind of used to it. So in the oceans here, it's not as cold I mean well it's getting warmer now but the rivers are way colder so Mm. I will just preface with that but I don't live too far from the ocean so I like make sure I go and like bring a change of clothes I always put my socks on right away because my feet get the coldest I have very bad circulation so I have this setup of like a system that I do but it's just something that really gets you into a place of like I can do this like I can do hard things I can I can, I can put my body in here and remind myself that even though this is super cold, I'm still safe. Yeah. Like that's been the thing. I think that's been such a blessing from that because you're teaching your mind that you're going to be okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that idea so much. And I've heard it's really good for kind of like resetting the nervous system. Like just like reset like you're going through it let's reset and just doing something like that to pull you so much out of that you know surviving energy into like we're safe it's good we're going and experiencing something that's like intense but that doesn't have to mean that we're in danger mm-hmm. <sighs> exactly because we're primed for survival mode here on 3d earth yeah. um it's been our constant and sometimes you do need the, those instincts of like oh yeah like i gotta you know something is big here i have to deal with it But really, like, there's a lot of things in our life that we're told to be scared of that we actually don't need to be terrified of. I mean, you've traveled before, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many people probably said to you before you went on those trips, like, aren't you scared? Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, (laughs) it's so true. Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit, but I'm still going to go do it and and prove to myself that it's going to be okay. And it is okay. It's so true because I mean, like my partner is Australian and I remember right before leaving where I'm from is a very small town and people don't just get up and go to Australia. Like it's a really big thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I had known this guy for like not very long in person. Like it was a very Sagittarian thing to do. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. And so many of my friends were like, how are you going to do that? Like, you're just going to get up and go. And I maybe that is just Sagittarius nature to like not see the fear because when I try and look at it, I'm like, what is scary about it? But that's awareness, right? Like you mm-hmm. get through it and then you're not scared. Just like fear of death now for me is so not a fear. I'm just like, you know what? Tomorrow, if it happens, no one be sad. I'm just fine. <laughs> it's all good because I just don't hold that fear anymore. And it's so interesting. I'm sure like 
if my life was truly in danger, my ego would come in and all of that would come in to keep me alive. But when I'm sitting here talking about it, it doesn't create like a stress response in my body at all, which is so interesting. Yeah. And there's some people who it really does. Right. And it's like, why dig into that? You know, like really explore that because that's an opportunity for your own growth. It's like, I'm terrified to go into the water sometimes because I'm like, oh, this is going to be super cold, you know, and like going to Bali. I freaking went to Bali by myself. Like, you know, like everyone and I buy, and when I went to Bali, I didn't even have a phone. Like, I don't even, <laughs> I was like, I'm just not even going to get a SIM card. Like I was like very e pray love at that point in my life. And, um, now I'm kind of like, that was a little bit dumb. Like maybe get a SIM card, but it, it was fine. Yeah. I like it, it, you know, and I, you use your intuition, you mm-hmm. use your ego in those moments of, do I, that's more intuition. Do I feel safe here or not? Yeah. But when you go and do these things that put you outside your comfort zone, you're going to learn that, that fear is an illusion. Yes, it always is. And that's why I'm getting on top of that mountain again this summer, because I did it last summer and I was completely safe. It was more vertigo. And I'm like, I'm going to die up here because of my vertigo. Yeah. And yeah. you get up there and you're like, okay, yeah, I could probably fall off the edge and die. Like, yeah, that could be a thing. But also I didn't do that last year. It's very rare to do that unless you're like, kind of being a little bit of an idiot with it, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that that's like, you're, you're doing, I don't know, like CBT ther- therapy, like cognitive behavior therapy. You're uh, going doing the thing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Maybe I'll come do the hike with you. <laughs> I would love that. You know, I would, I always offer this as my like workspace, but I also turn it into like that spare bedroom. Oh. If you ever want to come hang, cause you're in Vancouver, eh? Oh yeah. I'm tr- trying to plan depending on the world. Um, if I can fly, I will, but I might do a road trip through Canada and work along the way. Um, so yeah, we'll see, but it would be so cool to like meet people in different areas. Like we were talking about before we got on. So yes, a hundred percent. Oh, that would be, it's going to happen. I'm not even saying it's going to be, it's, it already is. And I just love it. And Canada is one to be traveled through. Like we just did that in June where we traveled to my grandpa's on Vancouver Island. So we did the whole, and I'm just like, Vancouver is beautiful, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It's nice. It is beautiful here. Vancouver is quite a vibe. Um, So yeah, if you're ever here, come do the cold dips. I would love that. Okay. I want to ask one more question just to kind of like end it off because I feel like seeing as everything we talked about, it just fits so well. What do you feel like your role is? And this can be changing, but like right now, what do you feel like your role even is as like a light worker, spiritual being, all of the things? Ooh. (laughs) Um, That's a really good question. What do I feel like my role is right now? Honestly, like... I feel like <laughs> I want to say it's to change the world. And like, I have run up against this my whole life. People have said to me, Courtney, you're not going to change the world. Like one person cannot change the world. And I actually disagree with that. I feel like every single person is here yes. in their own unique path to help change the world and help it evolve. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my role in the world right now is to be part of that change. One of my favorite quotes is like, um, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Yes. And I think that that's, that's it. Like yeah. it's just to be me and be honest and be brave and share the spectrum of emotions that come with this human life existence. Cause yo, planet yes. earth is wild. Planet earth is, I don't know why I had to come back. What lessons I wanted to learn to come back to, but we're here. I'm <laughs> like, again, I know I'll be back. I know I'm not at that point where I'm like, I'm never coming back. I'll be back again, 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 again. But it is so hard. It is a hard, like the matrix, the anti-matrix, whatever you want to call it, really does a good job of making you feel like all of the emotions often. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually had a client last week say, "Um, can you tell me all the lessons in my chart so I don't have to come (laughs) back again next time? I was like, you me and you both, like I wish, right. But like, here we are. And 
it's it's both beautiful. Um, actually, I'll say this: one of something my my dad said to me when I was like really going through the um this past year with like the mental health stuff. He said, "Find something about Earth that you love." And so I made it my mission that week to be like, "What are the things about Earth that I actually do like?" And um, it was always the ocean and like, yeah, the that beautiful part. And also, I think I like. Um, people in my life were having trouble getting pregnant and then they had with IVF. So I, I had this other realization of like, oh, look at that beautiful part of Western medicine, we'll say. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I was like, ah, maybe there can be both here. Yeah. You know? So anyway, just to kind of end off that little tangent, but um, yeah, it's, we're here to change the world. I love that so much. And I love how you did find with Western medicine, that thing to love, because I think it's all about integration and we should be able to say, eat healthy, go outside, meditate, communicate and connect with other beings. But if you know, you need help, we're here too on this whole other end. And like, that's a huge thing that I believe of course, I believe in the evolution of technology and all how it's helped us because that's how we're sitting here right now talking, but like, it shouldn't be just relying on one versus the other. We should be able to have it all. Yeah. You get to, it's not a, it's not a, this or that. Like yeah. I often think like, imagine if there was Reiki practitioners with the nurses in the hospital, that would be, it's happening. Yeah. Because what, what a difference that would be. Right. And yeah. And working as a team, working together and having everyone be able to use their gifts and talents in ways that are inclusive. Exactly. And I mean, it brings me back to like Reiki teachings with Takata. And I know most people don't know who that is, but if you've done Reiki level one or level two, you've probably heard about Takata where she was riddled with, you know, appendicitis, asthma. She had a tumor and she went to a doctor first and they diagnosed her with all of these things. And then she went to, you know, Yusui and his clinic and was like, okay, I need, I need help. And he found all of those things through energy work through Reiki and then healed them all like appendicitis. Now it's just a simple surgery, but at the time, like that could, you know, be the thing that ends your current existence. So I'm just, it should be that way. It was that way at one point. It really it was. was. It was. And can we also just mention that like how you just said it was that way. If anyone takes anything away from this, allow yourself to remember what it was like years and years and years and years ago mm-hmm. and see how history has the potential to repeat itself right now. And let's not do that. Yeah. Allow this to come in and like, yeah, it's, um, I think we see the world in, in very similar ways. And I do hope that other people start to see the light of mm-hmm. what's possible versus what we're being fed. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with this, like past two weeks, let's not fall in the trap of the media again, do your research critically think, because when you do that, you hold that power that no one else can just spoon feed yeah. you. You hold the power you already do, but like, don't believe media, especially with what we're seeing. Like, I really want to get that out there. Like, right now, please just like, don't allow an opinion to be formed until you look more deeply into it with everything. And I'm constantly doing this, like, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. with the convoy coming out, all the information saying it was like, very racist. I was like, I need to do my research. I need to see what they're talking about. And I did. And it's a, it is a rabbit hole. And Mm -hmm. there was information that came out. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm not going to deny this, but it takes research and time. And anything that's being put in the media. I just got a sticker for my car that says the media is the real virus. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I just need to wash my car to put it on. And I'm like, <laughs> I love this. Hopefully I don't get keyed for this. <laughs> oh my God. I love that so much. No, yes. I think there are many people with more things on their cars that they would potentially be keyed more for. So I think you're good. <laughs> yep. I think so. I think so. Hopefully fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Well, if anyone wants to find you, because you do, you did mention briefly that you do like astrology chart readings, which I need to get one from you because I want to know all of the things. Where can people find you for these things? Yeah. So if you guys come over to at bravely beautiful brand on Instagram, um, all of my offerings are there. If you want to learn about astrology, I have courses too. So you can sign up to those. 
um yeah there's just like little little ones if you in or you can learn them um and so yeah and then I also have a podcast called Saturn Return Diaries um it's currently on hold because as I said I have a lot of things on the go but um (laughs) if you want to learn about your Saturn return that is like um that's sort of what I talk about there so yeah that is so cool I don't even know what that is I'm gonna have to check that out I have no (laughs) idea I'm like Interesting. I had a birth chart reading a long time ago and I don't know how relevant it is to me now, just based on like how I'm in alignment with that reader. So now I'm like, I need to get one again. I need to get one. Do you know what your Saturn sign is in? What, what year are you born? I was born in 96. Okay. Oh my gosh. You are so much younger than me. (laughs) Um, okay. So you're going to have yours is still coming. Like you're still away. So I think you're either at the tail end of Saturn and Pisces or you have Saturn and Aries. Mm. Um, so check that after. See what I'm going doing. to. That's yeah. so interesting. All this stuff is so interesting. Just like all of the systems out there, they just blow my mind. And then when you incorporate them all together, it's like, oh, you get yeah. so lost in it. <laughs> right? I know. It's fun. That's why we're here. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on here. Like I loved this conversation so much. I know so many people will benefit from it too. It needs to be said. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having this space and being great too. Yes. That is, that means a lot. I try. (laughs) So she's bravely beautiful. You just got, if I had like a, if I had, I should make those like bravely beautiful badges and like give them to I'll take one. I will take one. I'll give them to everyone. We could all use them right now. Literally, I would just give them to everyone. You wouldn't even have to do anything. <laughs> yes. Love that so much. Oh, well, thank you, Cora. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say thank you to all who tuned in this week and gave your time to this beautiful podcast. I feel it so deeply in my heart. It does not go without noticing. I love you guys all so freaking much, so, so much. And I will chat with you next week. Bye guys.